0: This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messi.fm. Hi, and welcome to this recording for Good Friday. So we'll start with a reading, and today's reading is from John's Gospel, and it is chapter 19, and we're starting around the 17th verse. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the Place of the Skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with two others, one on either side with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, They took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see who will get it. This was to fulfil what the scripture says. They divided my clothing amongst them, and for my clothes they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill Scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they'd put a sponge full of wine on a branch of hyssop, and they held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. After all the chaos that had surrounded Jesus in the last days, weeks, and months of his life, it all comes finally to this moment. I wonder how that felt. Finally to know that everything he had lived for, everything he had died for, had been accomplished. He had stayed true, run the course, remained faithful to all that he had said and done. He preached love and he had loved. He taught faith and he had remained faithful. He spoke of a better kingdom, a better way. And he had remained true to that ideal even when it cost him his life. And most of all, Jesus had kept faith that all the struggle, all the pain, was bound up in the purposes of God. From that moment in the Garden of Gethsemane when he said, Your will, not mine, be done, Jesus had entrusted himself to the plans and purposes of his father, trusting that everything would be made right, everything redeemed. And so finally, we arrive at that moment where it is finished. In the book The Shack, which tells the story of a man called Mac, who contends with God over the tragic loss of his young daughter, There is a beautiful moment where God reaches out to catch Mac's tears in a small glass vial. God explains to Mac that the tears of God's children are precious and not one of them is lost. Later Mac is led to a garden, a wild but beautiful garden, and there Mac's tears are poured out. As each tear falls, the garden blossoms more into life. Mac later discovers that this garden is in fact himself, his own heart. His tears have not been unnoticed, they have not been in vain. Everything, however senseless, however painfully unfair, however seemingly unredeemable, has been transformed by God into life. I find this to be a beautiful illustration of the redemptive power of God, so powerfully seen in the cross. When I hear Jesus' words, it is finished. I hear within it a sigh of relief. The Gospel writers all agree that in the last moments Jesus gave up his spirit. In Greek, this is translated as pneuma, which means life force or breath. In that moment where Jesus utters those words, it is finished, I can feel that sense of release and relief that comes from faith in a God who sees no tear wasted and who can take any darkness, even the darkness of the cross, the darkness of death, and turn it into light and life. As Psalm 139 reads, Even darkness is not darkness to you, for night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. At the heart of the cross is this moment, and in every life, this moment comes too. After all we have strived for, after everything we have tried to be, And to do, that moment of release comes for us all. And this moment, I believe, is primarily about not who we are, but who we believe and know God to be. Jesus knew God to be the one who can be trusted in the deepest darkness, the one to whom he could entrust his spirit. And so, in that moment, All four gospel writers agree, this is just what he did. It is finished, and it was. And yet, as we know, it had all really just begun.